Today's episode is a rebroadcast of an episode that I did in 2023. Every so often, I get an influx of clients who are unemployed, looking for their next big opportunity, or they are very, very committed to leaving their current organization, and they don't want to just use this as a chance to find another job. They want to take advantage of this time in their life to really step it up to the next level, to make sure that they don't find themselves in another situation with a toxic boss, for instance, or to make sure that they use this as an opportunity to set themselves up for future promotions so that they're actually working at a company that they can continue to grow in, even if they're making a lateral move. Or perhaps they want to work with me because they just don't want to miss out on opportunities because they find themselves going on interviews, making it to that final round, but not being able to make it over the finish line and actually getting the offer. And if you're somebody who does really great at first and you're like, I'm going to make this opportunity work for me, and then you find yourself getting really stuck and frustrated when things don't work out either quite as quickly as you want them to, or you only see lateral opportunities appearing online, or even worse, it looks like that you might have to take some serious step backs if you want to leave your organization or your current situation. Now, you're not alone, right? This is something that happens to every single one of us, and it's really important to revisit the fundamentals of executive-level interviewing, to really take a minute and to say, hey, what am I doing and how can I make it slightly better? What are my future goals and how can I use those future goals to really show up as a higher-level executive leader in my interview process? When the women that I work with they do this type of interviewing, they find themselves getting skip level job opportunities. They find themselves being able to negotiate for $50,000 more. They also find themselves, if they're still working internally at an organization, they find themselves in a position of being able to negotiate both internally and externally. They can use that as collateral to be able to figure out and decipher which opportunities are best for them. Or And this is really exciting is that the women that I work with one-on-one who are now currently unemployed, they find themselves getting more and more and more job interviews. They keep saying to me, when it rains, it pours, Stacey, here we go, here we go. When I hired you just three weeks ago, it looked like I didn't have anything on the table and now I can't keep it all together. I have so many options to choose from. So I wanted to commit to bringing you not only this podcast episode, but stick around to the end and I'm going to give you a really great opportunity where we can connect live in a workshop to really brainstorm some of these interview techniques in real time. All right, let's get started. Welcome to Women Changing Leadership. I am your host, Stacey Mayer, and I teach you how to get promoted, get paid, and bring your whole self to the leadership table. I am on a mission to change organizations from the C-suite out because women are the new face of leadership, and we are doing it on our terms. Hello, corporate badasses. Welcome to another episode of Women Changing Leadership. I am your host, Stacey Mayer, and super excited to be here with you again this week. So 
interviews are happening galore inside of my coaching programs and my email inbox. Um, So many questions coming to me from women who are looking to find a new opportunity, women who have recently been laid off and are forced to find a new opportunity, and women who are just wanting to get ahead of the curve and make sure that they have all of their options on the table. And over and over again, there are specific skills that I see that when the women start to master it and really understand it, then that's why and when they land the role of their dreams. So here's a basic example of that is that when you are interviewing technically, let's say you're even interviewing for a director level role or a vice president level role, but you're interviewing in a very technical way. And what do I mean by technical? It's not just filling out, you know, doing a technical quiz for that type of subject matter expert interview. It is getting asked a question and then answering that question. Right. I'll say that again. This is what I mean by technical interviewing, getting asked a question and answering that question. So let's say you get answer asked a question like, tell me about a time in the past when you solved X, Y, Z problem. Right. And what you do is you technically answer that question. You say, well, one time in the past, I solved X, Y, Z problem by doing this, this, this and this and this. Now you have technically answered that interview question. If you answer interview questions in a technical way, basically they ask you a question, you respond, you're creating a role for yourself, even if you get the role, which it actually makes it harder for you to get the role, especially at the VP level and above, you're like almost not going to get it unless you have some other amazing qualification. You're not going to get the interview by just answering their questions. And then the other thing that it does for you is you create a technical role for yourself with no leadership mobility, right? With no actual influence. So what you're doing is your interview style is creating the role of your dreams, right? And unfortunately, a lot of our dreams is do what we're being told, right? It's not it's not what we think our dreams are, but it's what we're actually doing. We're living in our worst nightmare, right? We're actually doing the opposite of what we really should be doing was just interviewing at the level of influence that we want to have in our next role. So when I say creating the job of your dreams, I'm not making that up. I am actually telling you how to create that job of your dreams. And the way that we do that is we show up in the interview process by having that level of influence already. And this is why coaching is so, so important to this next level of interviewing. One, because every single question that we're being asked and putting together and figuring out what our unique skill set is, is unique to us, right? There's not a standard blueprint to be able to understand, okay, how to answer every single interview question flawlessly. So what I do is I give you certain tools and I'm gonna give you three very advanced tips today to start interviewing at whatever level you're interviewing at for that next level. I'm gonna give you some really strong skills that you can you can implement universally. But then in the one-on-one coaching, I'm actually telling you specifically for that interview with that particular CMO what he needs to hear from you in order to not only give you the job, but you are showing up as the person in the role that you want to be in eventually. 
And so even if it's a lower level role and you're not technically going to be leading a large team, you're still showing up in the interview in this way is going to set you up for getting promoted six months down the line. A lot of the women who receive job offers get promoted very, very quickly unless they're already receiving the job offer for the ideal role that they wanted all along, right? So either or, it's going to happen for you, right? But you have to interview in this way. You have to interview in this more influential way from the beginning. So that's the biggest trap that I see a lot of women falling into is that they're answering the questions very directly. And One of the first tips that I want to give you is how do we answer the questions less directly? (laughs) How do we not only answer the questions in a more influential way, but we're basically not actually answering the question at all? And this is not a bad thing. It can sound like you're skirting around the question. Maybe you're dodging the question, but no, that's not what we're doing here. We're answering the question in what I would call an executive level way, in a way that actually showcases your leadership. So what you're going to do when you're given a question like, tell me about a time when you solved the problem about XYZ, instead of just simply answering the question in a technical way, you are going to talk about how you solve problems that are similar to XYZ, and then, and only then, are you going to give your technical answer. And your technical answer is going to be a ton briefer than it would have been if you started out that way. So for instance, what you're going to do is you're going to say something like, whenever I receive a problem, so this is like the 30,000 foot view, right? You're going to say, whenever I receive a problem, the first thing I think about is, you know, how have we solved the problem in the past? What are some of the ways that problems get solved at this organization culturally? What are the resources that I have? And answer these questions in advance for yourself. Like, how do I solve problems? How do I make decisions, right? Not a specific instance, but like in a broader sense, okay? So then you're giving that 30,000 foot view and then you bring it down to about 10,000 feet. And then you actually say something like, for instance... In a group that I was working with, we had this particular problem. So now you're grounding it a little bit more in reality. You're actually talking about a specific situation and how you uniquely solved it. And then you give the answer, which is like, and we did one, two, and three. And that part is just like super quick to your answer. So that's a way that we start to create this role of our dreams, right? Because if you're saying how you solve problems, how you think about problems, then the people who are interviewing you know that they are not bringing in a woman who's just going to sit tight and wait to be told what to do. Now, there are some organizations and teams that don't want that. They would like to hire a woman who just sits tight and does what she is told to do. But And if that's the type of job that you want, by all means, go get it. But if you want a job where you're going to get the influence and you're going to actually be included in the conversation, then include yourself in the conversation all along the way. Now, the second piece of advice for you that I have right now is if you're interviewing, think about your interviews as peer to peer. 
So if you're thinking about the person that you're interviewing with as being higher than you, as being more important than you, as being somebody who has authority over you or somebody that you have to impress, then you're going to come off in a way that feels very unimpressive. You're going to come off as somebody who needs to prove themselves, that isn't comfortable in their own skin. And so you really want to kind of imagine that this person that you're interviewing with is a friend, is a peer, is a colleague, is somebody that you can have a conversation with. Now, how does this look like in practical terms? It it looks a bit like engaging in conversation in addition to answering the questions. So an example of this would be, tell us about your strengths. And so you talk about some of your strengths and you answer that question in the same way that I just offered, you know, give the bigger overview of your broader strengths and how that's really supported you and your leadership and building a team and and so on and so forth. And then you're going to ask the leader, the person who's interviewing you about the strengths of their team what they see as being some of the missing pieces to the group, or what are some of the strengths and qualifications they're looking for in this role as they fill in? Like, what's the best possible scenario when they bring a leader into this role? And you can ask those questions of the person who's interviewing you. Now, when you start flipping the script and asking them questions, now they're engaging with you like a human being, like a colleague, like a peer, like somebody who also wants to engage in conversation with you, not like the top-down authority. And I think for so many of us, when we think about creating that job of our dreams, what we wish we had was that sort of equal footing. So even with our CEO, even with our C-suite executives, we wish that they would treat us like equals, right? That they would genuinely include us in the conversation. Yet when we're interviewing, we're waiting to be asked. We're only answering the questions that were asked. We're not engaging with them. We're being very polite. We're waiting until the end of the interview before we ask them and engage with them in questioning. And the other piece of this peer-to-peer relationship is really staying curious, like getting curious about what they've tried before, what has worked for them, what isn't working for them, you know, really it listening to what they say when they're when they're saying okay this like at the beginning when they talk about the job a little bit and they talk about what they're looking for ask more why questions to really start to understand here's one of the um, things that i notice for the women that i coach over and over again is that when they go on interviews not only does the style work instantly it makes them feel like they're not totally sure how the interview went (laughs) because it doesn't feel like an interview and it shouldn't necessarily feel like an interview. So they come out of it and they're like, well, that was different, right? That was unique. I felt like I was just having a conversation. I really enjoyed it. I think I did a good job. I mean, I hope I presented my qualifications well enough. Now think about what the other person is thinking about you now. Is there saying, wow, that was a really interesting interview. That was different. She asked some really unique questions. Wow, it didn't even feel like an interview. She felt more like somebody I wanted to work with, somebody I wanted to hear from more. 
huh, maybe I didn't get all of her qualifications, but I can certainly look at her resume and I can see that she's technically qualified. Let's bring her back in and ask her some more technical questions, right? If that's what they want to hear more from you, right? If they didn't get to hear it the first time. Now, not only have you impressed them, not only have you engaged with them in this better way, they remember you, but now they want to even ask you even more questions, right? They're like, wow, this is somebody that we think that we could work really well with. So these are some of the ways that you're going to start to interview at that elevated level. You're going to be interviewing in the way that gets you the job that you want to have. You're interviewing in a way that allows you to be successful in that role once you finally get it. And um, I really, that's a, the last thing I want to leave you with today is to really take note of what are some of the typical interview questions that you're going to be asked on the regular and and think about it in this 30,000 foot view, in this 10,000 foot view, because they always ask some variation of the same questions, right? And you can really plan this out as to what you're going to say, because I know that you're prepping for your interviews, you're thinking about your interviews ahead of time. And so if you start to prep it out in this way, then you're going to figure out, oh, okay, this is what I actually want to share. This is what really matters. This is how I solve problems. This is how I make bigger decisions. So that's a way that you can really prepare in this more advanced way for these types of interviews. And then also put a little post-it note on your monitor that says something like, remember, peer-to-peer. And even just that little reminder will trigger you to kind of get back in that mode. Am I treating this person like they have authority over me, that they know more than me? Or am I treating them like a peer, a colleague, somebody that I can speak very openly with? These are some really great pointers that you can begin to implement almost immediately. But most importantly, I want you to create that job of your dreams to really show up in these interviews like you are the corporate badass that I know you are, that you know that you are. And now we just need to show those other executive leaders that you're ready for that next level role. All right, let's get going. Let's start changing that leadership table. Now is our chance, and I can't wait to see where you end up. Take care. Bye. Before you go, I have a really incredible opportunity where we can begin to brainstorm interview techniques and possibilities together live in real time. I am doing a live one-time-only workshop on February 29th. This workshop is by invitation only. You must be either on my email list or there is a very teeny tiny small fee to join us live inside of this workshop. You can learn more at stacymayer.com slash interview strategy and you can register to join me in this workshop. If you cannot join us live, there will be a replay. I am throwing in so many bonuses as part of this workshop. I really just want to make sure that you have every single thing that you need 
to master my executive level interview skills. We're going to be talking about the top five interview questions, how you can answer them. We're going to be brainstorming how you can tell a better story about what you're looking for, what you've done in the past, what your unique leadership style is. We'll go more deeply into the practices that I talked about in today's episode. I'm also going to give you my top salary negotiation techniques. I mean, let's face it, you're going to get offered multiple jobs and you want to know how to negotiate those big salaries right off the gate. And I'm going to be giving you access to some of my bonus courses. And for three of the women, we're going to be doing a LinkedIn review of their LinkedIn profile page. So all of this is going to be available to you live in the workshop, as well as the replay. And you can listen to it over and over and over again. So whether or not you're actively interviewing right now, if you are actively interviewing right now, you need to go to stacymayer.com slash interview strategy and just sign up. Forget about it because this is going to really change the way that you're interviewing and it's going to change the number of possibilities that you have right in front of you. If you're not actively interviewing, but you're thinking about it and you want to get yourself set up, also join us on this call. It's going to be huge. I've never offered anything like this before, and I'm just really excited to see how many women I can help advance their careers towards the leadership table. I hope to see you there, stacymayer.com slash interview strategy. I'll see you soon. Bye.